One of the main reasons why the church is falling apart in the current world is due to the rise of idolatry. Idolatry defined broadly is the idea of putting something, whether it is your wealth, a certain relationship, over your relationship with God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be given to you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. These phrases say we must put God at the top of our lives, not in the second place, not in the third place, or not in the fourth place. The moment that God drops off that priority list is a moment we have an idol. Now let's begin with why idolatry is way more prevalent than just mere materialistic wealth. Of course, materialism, relationships, uh, lust, sin are all examples of idolatry. You're putting your own personal desires over your relationship with God. That's rather self-explanatory. However, I think a more nuanced element of idolatry, which is more prevalent within the church, is expressed through the, the beliefs of the superiority of denominations, the beliefs of the superiority or or the idolization of certain elements of the faith, scripture, for example, the church, for example, nothing is really saved in this position. And you might say, hold up a second, shouldn't we be viewing scripture as a sole basis for the Christian faith? Well, no, that is not what is the correct way to look at things. Rather, the correct way to look at things is that what is the basis of the Christian faith is a relationship with God. When Jesus Christ came down to earth, it wasn't like the Islamists or the Mohammedans where, where an angel dictated a scripture to the Muslims and said, this is a book given to you. Rather, Christ was sent down by God in, as to form a relationship with his disciples. He didn't just pass on little red books like Mao Zedong to, to his followers saying, okay, this is the book of John. This is the book of Acts. This is the book of Revelations. No, he had a personal relationship with the early church through which the early church then wrote about that relationship, which then formed scriptures. So when you're thinking about the role of scriptures, the role of scriptures is secondary. It's an analysis of the relationship that we have with God and not the sole foundation of the faith. And as a result, when you hear someone saying, oh, no, you can't have a relationship with God because, oh, there's some scriptural passage or something taken out of context, or there's something here which is in contradiction with what you're thinking. Well, hold up a second. Are you idolizing scripture over the relationship with God or are you seeking the scripture through your relationship with God? Because those are very two nuanced differences. In the same way, the church is also another way in which people idolize it. For example, and this is very prevalent among the Catholic Church, like, well, there some Catholics would have this very hard line view of saying there is no salvation beyond the Catholic Church. If someone's a Protestant, if someone's an Orthodox Christian, there is no salvation there. Now, of course, that is somewhat anti-Vatican too and against church teaching. So a more nuanced view would elaborate the flaws of that position. But nonetheless, if someone holds it by saying, okay, our denomination is right, the five-point Calvinists are always right, and everyone else who fall apart this are, are not saved, or, or we use our doctrinal superiority to kind of shun or, or shame other people, well, that is not going to lead to a good fostering of a relationship with God, and in the same way is a way in which we've idolized something over our relationship with God, once again leading to idolatry. So I hope this brief analysis has demonstrated the dangers of idolatry within the church and also the prevalence of it, because I think if you start reflecting on yourself, how you thought in the past, I, I've certainly been guilty about that too. But also in your interactions with other Christians, you'll realize, wait, hold up a second. A lot of people I know, a lot of Christians do suffer that very problem. What are the dangers of this form of idolatry? Not the idolatry of, oh, I'm raising a certain idea above our relationship with God. Of course, that's that has its own evident dangers, but also this idolatry in the form of of doctrinal idolatry of of scriptural doctrine idolatry of of church ecclesiastical idolatry these lead to a lot of problems for example schism the bible says a house standard against itself divided against itself cannot stand 
in the same way, if, if we all put these different ideals and I, uh, idols in front of us instead of our relationship with God, then of course we're going to split apart. Because if I'm going to say my God is the scriptures, my God is the church, my God is a certain doctrine, my God is an Nicene creed, then you would say, well, of course, there's then now four different different churches or there's now four split different things being worshipped. However, if you say the first thing I worship is God, my relationship with God, and through that is expressed the scriptures, the doctrines, the church and all these other things, then, well, they're all unified under the same roof. And as a result, idolatry and schism is prevented. The second thing is there's a there's a large sense of disenfranchisement, because if you're going to say the only thing that I believe in is the scriptures over my relationship with God, the moment someone says, oh, I, I disagree with one interpretation of scriptures, because after all, your relationship with scriptures can only be done through interpretation. The moment that interpretation falls down, then you're like, well, hold up a second. I no longer believe in this. And then your whole Christian faith collapses instead of saying, well, actually, no, the scriptures may have my interpretation of scriptures may be somewhat problematic. I can change that, but I still have my relationship with God. So you avoid that challenge of disenfranchisement. And finally, it prevents self-superiority. How many people have you heard or interacted with Catholics or Protestants who are like, oh, the church says something, it's always right, you all are wrong by default. Or you say, oh, the scriptures are always right, which often is actually just meaning my interpretation of scriptures is always right, you all are wrong, and ergo, let's solve this problem. And, and you are inferior to me, well, that, that vibe is often given off because of this idolatry, and, and it just prevents and breaks down all forms of ecumenical dialogue. And if you want more discussions on the importance of ecumenical dialogue, check the card above. I'll put a link to that in the description below where in the last video of this series where we talked about the importance of ecumenicalism. Now, now, now I've talked about a lot about problems. What are some solutions to this challenge? Well, the first thing is to be open-minded, have good discussions. I think by interacting with your friends, by talking to them about different viewpoints, different Christians, that will help you understand that a lot of people can have a lot of disagreements about scripture, about the church, about, about all these things, doctrine, yet nonetheless still share a very strong, fervent relationship with God. And that's just the most important thing. And when we're always looking at Christianity, we need to understand that we are a church tied to God, not tied to the scriptures or to the church and all these other things. In fact, the church by definition is that which is tied to God and nothing else. So that's a very important idea that we must have. Be open-minded, have those discussions, and have that common share of, of love and care towards each other. And finally, to treat others with love and care. I, and I think that's the most important thing, is to, be, is to treat people with respect. And through that respect, you recognize that the only way in which we can love other people is via the love of God through us. We love for he first loved us. And, and that dynamic would just further strengthen our belief in the primacy of our relationship with God over all other things.